Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Hour number two, it's time for the 7 o'clock hour. Nick Sainert, Steve Sipple, still with you guys on a Tuesday. Appreciate you tuning in wherever you may be. That was great, by the way. We got a action-packed and jam-packed second hour coming your way. Plenty of stuff to talk about. Husker football, transfer portal news, um, transfer portal news to come, hopefully, and some decisions, and then also Husker Hoops. Big game In the tonight. second segment, they'll obviously shut up Sipple coming out at the back end. Okay, of that 8 p.m. tip-off. Yeah. Now, you got to be here early, 5.30 a.m. tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. Do you, what do you do with that 8 p.m. tip-off? You going to the game? So I told you yesterday that I was going to go to the game. I got into my car this morning, and I like rubbed my eyes when I sat down in my driver's seat, and I thought to myself, I might not go to that game tonight. Yeah, I, you could watch on TV. I could. And from our perspective, we got to get to football here, but we, just one yeah. quick thought. I always say this to Jake on air. I get more out of watching it on TV from an analyst standpoint. Yeah, I, I've heard you say that. Yeah, way more. I, I get it. And, and same reason I go to press conferences. Yeah. I, you know this. We sit next to each other every single time. Yeah. I don't necessarily ask questions right. in, in the big setting. Right. I go for body language. Yeah. I go for tone yeah. of how they respond to answers, yeah. kind of that thing. Yeah. And then also in the when I go to games, okay. I obviously will I'll, I'll usually watch the <clears throat> game back. Uh-huh. But I will I I go in that moment how's the fan feel? What's the what's the fan energy like in this oh, moment at the start? Well, you can get some of that on TV. Can you? Yeah. I'm not sure if you can as well. Not as well. So all right, um, all right so, yes, football. Husker <clears throat> football gets a commitment from a wide receiver. Now, you remember Satterfield on Friday talked about how he felt like they could boost the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want guys that He look, wants to. Yeah, he wants to. He doesn't want guys that look the same. And they go out and get Virginia transfer Billy Kemp, the fourth. They needed Billy Kemp um, because the the wide receiver room – isn't all that stock. You lose Trey Palmer, who had 71 catches mm-hmm. for 1,443 yards and nine TDs. Okay, so what you got, your leading returning leading returning receivers, Marcus Washington, 6'2", 190, 31 catches, 471 yards. Good, right? Yeah. After that, Elante Brown, 16 catches. 191 yards, zero TDs. You know, but nobody would identify Alane Brown as your number one receiver, right? No. Yeah. He's number two, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then after that, no returning receiver with over seven catches. Okay? You, you not only need to add Billy Camp to your receiver room, you need to add some more from the portal. Now, they did add Joshua Fleeks, too. Yep, they did on signing day. Yeah, from Baylor. So they've added two. I think you need one or two more. Which is Probably interesting two. because you look at the entire roster, <coughs> Sip, 
<clears throat> and their their scholarship number, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have to find some some room. Yeah, in the in the in the long run. Please don't get hung up on that. We're not. I'm not, I'm not hung up. Uh, hung ups. A no. I'm not getting hung up on it. Uh, people dwell on that way. But it's too much. it's an interesting kind of angle in my eyes. Somewhat. Um. I mean, let's let's be honest. <laughs> They, I'm they're just like saying everybody right talks now about that. With, what with are they going to do with the scholarship number? What? Who? Why do you worry about it? Well, it's not that we're worried about it. It's interesting to think about. Not where that they, interesting. I, see that, and that maybe that's where you and I differ. Yeah, we differ on that. We differ. We agree. We're going to have to cut a few guys. We're looking at if if good news comes from offensive linemen in the next forty eight hours, uh-huh. then you're looking at cutting close to ten guys. Well, some of those guys matriculate on their own, and that's true. There's injuries, and some of those guys could already be gone. Right, right, and, right. and so we don't know that right. publicly. Right, some of those but guys. As of right now, you know, you know what you do. Some of those guys, you just moved NIL deals. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, you just they're still effectively on scholarship. You can just quietly move them to in a, roundab- in a roundabout way. Yeah, that's why I, I do not get into that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> this guy, Billy Kemp. Mm-hmm. Billy Kemp. I mean, he did do a lot. Now, this is one year. He got one year. He's a graduate from Virginia. He ranks fourth on the Cavaliers' career career reception list with 192 catches and 10th all-time in receiving yards with 1,774. In the last two years, Nebraska's been led in receiving by players out of the portal. One and done. Well, Samare Toure in 2021 was a one and done. Palmer could have come back, but he's done. Is this going to be the third straight season where Nebraska is led by a receiver out of the portal? Is that is not, Kemp that type of receiver? I'm not sure. I, I would in, be inclined to say, well, okay, can I, can I put a little bit of a, of a caveat in there? Please. It depends on the starting quarterback. Ooh, yeah. Because I think if, if Jeff Sims ends up being the starter, a guy six foot four, 220 pounds, which feels is a guy that feels like it can do mm-hmm. what this staff wants him to do, right? Mm-hmm. And if I had to put my money on, if I was a betting man, I would say Jeff Sims – Starts. Okay, we'll have that discussion tomorrow. Maybe, yeah. I would bet on Casey, but go ahead. Okay, interesting. Well, either way, I would say I would say Billy Kemp is the guy. However, why Why does it matter? Because I think then you look at the other side of things. I look at the other side of things, and if Casey Thompson is the starting quarterback, he has that that chemistry built with with Marcus Washington, and you just said it. He's their best statistical returning receiver. Returning, now you bring in a guy like Billy Kemp, who, like you said, is is fourth, fourth all time in career receptions with Cavaliers, 192 catches, tenth all time in receiving yards. I get that. Uh-huh. Does that automatically transfer over to Nebraska? I don't know. That's the question. I don't know if he'll be their number one receiver. Also, how active is Josh Fleeks? I don't know. These guys, but these guys are here for a reason. They're going to play a lot, right? Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could call me out on that. That's an obvious. They're they're no does sip. They're this guy Billy Kemp is gonna play, probably start. I would assume so. He he's instantly he's instantly one of your oldest guys, not only on your in your room, in your wide receiver room, on your roster. Yeah. This is a this is a team as of right now where you only have fifteen seniors or upperclassmen, quote unquote, on scholarship. Uh-huh. I mean this is this is a team compiled of twenty two true freshmen. 11 redshirt freshmen and 23 sophomores. That's a lot of sophomores. Uh, five foot nine, 172. 
So you have six foot two Marcus Washington, mm-hmm. five foot eleven Alante Brown, five foot nine Billy Kemp, five foot nine Brody Belt, Wyatt Levers in that uh, six two range. I'm just thinking about the bodies. The other thing about Billy Kemp is he had 64 attempted punt returns at UVA um, <clears throat> and also fair caught 76 punts. He was their punt yeah. returner for four years. So your punt returner from last year is gone, Trey Palmer. I suppose so. So this might be your punt returner too. Your kickoff returner from last year, Tommy Hill, is back. Mm-hmm. But this guy can return kickoffs too. And Tommy Hill's now in the wide receiver room. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, again, pretty big, I mean, I'd say significant development last night. Who He announced it, I think, at halftime of the I game. I agree, yep. yep. <clears throat> and that took care of my second half. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the second half because I was working on this story. Whether you were working on the story or you're going to bed, you didn't need to watch the second half. You really didn't, did you? No. How And how sad is that? Sad. Like, people, people were leaving sports bars at halftime yeah. because they, they just didn't care. Well, the game was over. It was over. I don't know if they didn't care, but the game was over. So today, today, Micah Mazuka mm-hmm. rhymes with bazooka. It doesn't look like it if you look at no. how it's spelled, though. No. Because it looks like it should be pronounced Mascua. The, the Baylor guard, Micah <laughs> Mazuka, <laughs> will make his announcement on where he intends to play at 7 p.m. Central Time. He's choosing Micah Mazuka between Auburn, Nebraska, and Florida. He visited Auburn before Nebraska and then wrapped up the weekend in Gainesville. So Auburn, Nebraska, I don't know if he was at Nebraska kind of like Thursday. Yeah, he was during a during a weekday. During yep. a weekday. And then went to Florida. Um Mazuka played seven hundred and eighty snaps at left guard this past season at Baylor. And at one point was graded as the number six left guard in the country by Pro Football Focus. Mazuka would come in and at the very least challenge for a guard spot. Yeah. Probably the left guard. Now, Nori Neweli's in that conversation. Henry Latovsky's in that conversation. You could put Turner Corcoran in that conversation. Corcoran started last season at guard, moved to tackle. Um this would be a, a gigantic development, and not because just because Mazuka's six foot five, three hundred thirty-one pounds. Automatically, almost you, he you put him in your top seven lineman, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Now, now this could be a double barrel Tuesday. It could be okay. because you might Nebraska might get Walter Rouse too today. Mm-hmm. The Stanford, yeah, the Stanford tra- tackle. Uh, transfer. Yep, yeah. Stanford tackle Walter Rouse told Sean Callahan last night of Husker Online that he will dis- he will announce his decision either today or tomorrow. So we're kind of hostage there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see on that one. Walter Rouse is deciding between Oklahoma, Iowa, and Nebraska. Man, what now? Think about think about that top three there. Think about. Yeah, that. And think about today if Nebraska were to pick up two linemen that would be projected to be starters. Well, that's where, that's where it's that's why what makes these so much more monumental gets if they're able to get, garner the the commitment. Uh-huh. Cuz these are guys that 
has start, has started 39 games for Stanford. Yeah, Walter Rouse. Walter Rouse. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, was graded highly from Pro Football Focus. No, that was Micah Mazuka. From Micah Mazuka, yeah. yeah. But also, Micah Mazuka allowed just one sack, two hits on the quarterback, and 11 total pressures on the year yeah. as a pass protector. However, he rated higher as a run blocker. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, Mazuka and Rouse. You almost just say they're going to be starters if they commit here. Which, by the way, youngster, is one of the, is one of the sportster is one of the biggest sportster. You're a young sportster. Um, is one of the reason one of the big reasons why they may be coming here. Nil, by the way, helps. Um, and think about these developments for Donovan Rayola. Already got well, Ben Scott, yeah, from ASU. Who you probably just plug into your starting I, center. I was going to say, you pencil him as the center. Now think about this. If if Walter Rouse picks Nebraska today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. Micah Mazuka picks him, Ben Scott's already picked Nebraska, starting center at ASU last year. You could have – we might be looking at three different starting offensive linemen at Nebraska in 2023. Yeah. yeah. Huge news. I, I think it's big. Also – I, I think what you said just a couple moments ago is, is also big. The 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 additions for Donovan Raiola, mm-hmm. right? Because we know we know how fans felt about Donovan Raiola being retained. Just instantly wrote it off as what What the hell is Matt Rule doing? <laughs> well, a lot of did people. you did you see a lot the a offensive lot. line last year? A lot of people did. That. A lot of people did. And once again, we'll see what the play. It goes back to the conversation we had yesterday. You can't do anything about it on January 9th, but take what we've seen in the offseason from Donovan Raiola. And we've seen the changes, right? Right. And you go out, you're able to get Ben Scott, who is from Dominic Raiola's high school. You also get um, from Dominic Raiola's high school, right? Well, no, wait a second. No, no, they he, they went to different. Oh, yeah. In Hawaii. Yeah, you're right. yeah in yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, I think. And then. Whatever. Yeah. Either way. Sorry. And now you're targeting Mark, Micah Mazuka and Walter Rouse. Right. Both two experience. These aren't guys that, and this is no knock against other guys on Nebraska's roster. This is not guys that were backups at top tier programs. No, they were these, these were starters at the Power Five level. These were these guys excelled as starters for for multiple years. By the way, by the way, as far as Donovan Rayola goes, we didn't talk about this yesterday. Marcus Satterfield on Friday was effusive in his praise of Donovan Rayola. Mm-hmm. He said this. He said this. This is what Satterfield Marcus said about Donovan Rayola. When you're taking a new job, there's all these weird situations with new coaches around the previous staff. Are they going to stay? Are they going to be kept? I Satterfield said this, quote, I met with Rayola with every intentions of not liking him because you're a new guy and you've got in your brain, hey, I'm going to bring in this guy, this guy, and this guy. Mm-hmm. I spent about 30 to 35 minutes with him and just fell in love with him. Just his teaching method, his mindset, his commitment to player development, his commitment to Nebraska. He talked about how important it is to him. And then Rule asked Satterfield if Rayola is the man for the job. Rule asked him. Mm-hmm. And Satterfield said, it's 100%. And Satterfield said, I stayed on Coach Rule for two days. I told him, don't drag your feet on this. Let's keep this guy. This is my guy. 
I want this guy. That's a, I mean, that's effusive praise. Well, remember what Matt Rule said at his first time formally meeting with the media yeah. when he was asked, why did you retain Donovan Riola? Uh-huh. What, what, was, what, what stood out? Remember. He said something along the lines of, I've never been in a room where I ask every single player and every single oh, yeah. person that works with him yeah. about him, how they feel about him, and said that they would back him up 100%. They did. And they want him here 100%. Players, he said, yeah. then I realized that even the guy that left, even a guy that transferred out, said I would stand on a table for Donovan Riola. Fascinating. That that's where that's what kind of caught my yeah. made my my made my eyebrows perk up or my ears perk oh, up. Oh, absolutely. Now, th- like, hey, wait a minute. Wait couple, a minute. Couple, Everybody in the room right. would stand quote stand on a table for Donovan Riola. Here's the thing I didn't understand last year. I don't know. Me and Jake didn't really get into this too much. I mean, I thought it was odd how many people just figured they look at the line play substandard and point to the coach mm-hmm. who do didn't recruit these guys Bingo. who didn't recruit him and don't you don't really have a lot of time to turn it around and by the way your left tackle goes down early Prohaska mm-hmm. um, your left guard's inactive for the entire right. year so I thought it was a little odd the criticism levied toward Donovan it's sort of societal though. Mm-hmm. Like we just we we think everything should should be automatic, quick, immediate gratification, and a lot of people were would say to me, "C C C Sip, you were wrong about Donovan Rayola." Ah, okay, was I wrong? Does it sound like I'm wrong right now? From what Rayola, from what rule, from Matt, from what Matt Rule and Satterfield say? Mm-hmm. Now I know what the text line's saying, but. You can't just give an offensive line coach one year and say, oh, he can't coach or he can coach. Especially, I, I think, barring with the other talent. circumstances. Yeah, yeah. The, the circumstances surrounding oh, yeah. Him. Which he walked into, there's just not that much there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think I think it, it's tough. That's why they're going to get these guys. Well, and, and, and I, I, I think this, they're going to get Mazzucco. This is going to sound like a generalized statement. I don't mean it generalized. you got to start somewhere. Like, I, I hate – and how, how sad is that that we're, yeah. we're resorting to that? It's kind of that. I mean, how sad you gotta, – you got to start with the portal. you got to start – because they go out and they get the guys like the Brock Knutsons, like the Gunnar Gatulas in the mm-hmm. recruiting class, right? Yeah. And, and Matt Rules talked about it, the development that yeah, they need yeah, to do. Those guys need to develop. Right? Look at the careers and how they've planned out for, for Turner Corcoran and Bryce Benhart. Mm-hmm. And, and even Prohaska can be considered in that conversation. What conversation? Of were those guys truly ready to – be out there. Right. No, I agree with you. But the lack of attention to the offensive line, the lack of of development, I suppose, in that group, uh-huh. force those guys uh-huh. and, and tie too their early. hands. Too early. Too early. Corcoran. Now, now, naturally, now you can be as, and I think it goes to show, you can be as high of a recruit as, you, as there is. Corcoran was a top 50 recruit coming out of Kansas. Everybody. Doesn't necessarily, he was ready. No, do- offensive line's different it's, than it's putting different. a corner out there. Exactly, I agree. Because they get, because it's so, and and then in the Big Ten, that conversation is exacerbated by the fact it's a it's an incredibly physical league in the box, mm-hmm. and you put a Turner Corcoran out there as a true freshman, injured. Yeah. All right, injured, and you're you're risking him losing confidence, not being ready, and then losing confidence, and it affecting him 
going forward, which I don't know that it has, but it's possible. A lot now. Some of those guys though are progressing. I'd say Ethan Piper made progress last year. Yep. I'd say Ben Hart made progress. Trent Hickson, Hickson, and Hickson and Bando are older guys. Yeah, though. they were they were older. Hickson didn't play consistently prior to last year. No, though. Hickson was an old hand. He was an old guy though. Old hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so old and hand. and so <laughs> and so was Bando. Yep, they're not really in the conversation. The rest of those guys are sophomores, mm-hmm. redshirt freshmen, sophomores. Well. Maybe a junior in there. I mean, I got the depth chart right here. Corcoran was a sophomore, third year though, right? Fourth yeah. year sophomore, third yep. year sophomore. Ethan Piper's a sophomore this year, which Hick, it feels Hick, like these guys have been here for four years. Ben Hart sophomore, but that's because they the COVID the COVID year. year we've seen them play since day one. Yeah, they're not that. It's it's that right. They're not that young. Mm-mm. Now this is the time though. In now this point of their careers. Ben Hart, Lutovsky, Piper, Corcoran. This is when you expect them to get good. If they're ever going to be good, it's, not, yep. it's now. Yep. Now, though, these guys are looking at these guys coming in and say, wait a second, left tackle Teddy Prohaska, <clears throat> probably going to be Teddy. Mm-hmm. Dave Remington told me the other day he thinks Teddy's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah. That's big. Dominic has told me that. Dominic Rayola has told me that. Oh, yeah, he's a first-rounder. Now, what do you do if Rouse commits? Is Teddy still the left tackle, and Rouse maybe the right tackle? Or maybe you put Teddy over on the right side. I don't know what you do, but you'd be in pretty good shape at tackle. And I think at guard also. Yeah. If, if the, yeah. I mean, I, I'm more confident <coughs> I in the totally guard agree. position as well. because totally and, and you, I'm sure you know this, Sip. Nuri, because of what happened last year off the field, was able to, to get surgery, which he wouldn't have been able to prior to the season, but now he's able to. So I think now he was able to, and he's able to get fully healthy prior to next season. So guards, you have Nori and, and Ethan Piper and Henry Latovsky. And potentially Micah Mazuka. Yeah, and you're pretty good shape there, right? And you feel pretty good about center because Ben Scott rated as a top 15 center in the entire country last yep. year, according to Pro Football Focus. He's the transfer from ASU. Yeah. So I think right. I think there's there's something to be said about what Donovan Royal is doing, where you're getting depth from your recruiting class, like Nebraska, Nebraska needs, but also you're coming in or you're allowing some instant impact guys. Right. So so right now, rule, eight guys from the portal he's brought in. Eight. Mm-hmm. Now, that number could go to ten today. Yeah. We'll see. Coming up next, Husker Hoops got a game tonight, 8 p.m. against Illinois. We kind of discussed that as well as Shut Up Simple coming up next on Early Break on the Ticket. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to row.co slash regrow. 
Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.